Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mike's a hot in the final hour to get right. We're Reggie KG on 105. Three of the fan. Kevin Gray, Reggie Atatula. What's up? Ross and Chris on the down for here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey. I'm going to get you caught up on the latest headlines on this Monday night here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. 105. Three of the fan. At Kevin Gray Sports. At Reggie Atatula. If you want to get at us on Twitter with you until... 11 o'clock tonight coming up here in about roughly uh, 17, 18 minutes. A little college football roundup after Bobby Belt's Texas Longhorns caught that L at the uh, Cotton Bowl this weekend. Meanwhile, Georgia looks like um, Georgia again. Uh, We'll do a little college football talk coming up next segment. As it's been a, a busy Monday night, of course, your Texas Rangers back on the diamond tomorrow as they look for the Clean sweep of the Baltimore Orioles after taking games one and two on the road against the Baltimore Orioles. That's how we kick off your headlines here on this Monday night as give Bruce Bochy and his team a lot of credit. Have won their first four postseason games all on the road. Now, I do have to read this factual statistic here for you. I don't like this. This this. Disclaimer that you're giving right now. I, again, it's factual. I'm only re- I'm reading it verbatim. Okay. Okay. This is not to you know put any kind of juju or bad omen on the Cowboys and or the Cowboys. They got enough of that. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rangers. Um. But here's what's interesting about this. The last team to win the first two division series games on the road and not win the series like the Rangers have done so far in two games against Baltimore. Well, you're you're doing a lot saying and not win the series. Be yeah. careful. Uh, was the Rangers in 2015. When they won the first two games on the road in Toronto and then proceeded to lose games three, four, and five. What did you gain from this? Uh, just reading a historical fact. That's all. So what are you trying to say? That the Rangers are going to sweep tomorrow and, mm, okay. and, you know, break that trend. Okay. You okay with that? Assuming that that's what you mean. That's exactly what I mean. Okay. You think no. I mean different? You think I mean ill harm toward the Texas Rangers? Look at me. Look what I'm wearing tonight. That is, in fact, a Texas Rangers shirt. That's right. Because they're the only one worth a damn right now. Because it's showing out the Cowboys. Hey, man, look. The, the Stars start uh, start their season in three days. They haven't started playing yet. Uh, the Mavericks got a couple of, couple of weeks till regular season. They got a preseason game How tomorrow. How good we feel about them right now? Look. I didn't say nothing about that. 
I just asked a question. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> just like they don't want to answer some questions right now. Anyway. All right. Okay. Uh, speaking of which, Mavericks going to be on the uh, on the court tomorrow when they take on Real Madrid. Uh, Luca's former former team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Luca day today, all over the place. As uh, this has been something that the Mavericks organization has been working on for quite some time, which is getting a chance to play Real Madrid and to do that for Luka Doncic. And they're going to do that tomorrow. And then they have. That's some grow the brand stuff. It's like, hey, you remember that dude y'all love so much? Yeah, look at him over here yeah, in this yeah, Mavericks yeah. jersey. Yeah, Speaking at- of Mavericks jerseys, we got those on sale <laughs> over here. Wanna- uh, plenty of 77 uh, jerseys on sale. I'd be surprised. Look, I'd be surprised if they sell a single other jersey while they're in Madrid. Like, hey, we got them on stock. Come get you a Luka Doncic jersey or a jersey shirt. Yeah. Uh, by the way, note on that game, Kyrie Irving will not play tomorrow. He's dealing with again, uh, yeah, that growing. All injury. right, so this is the tough thing, right? Yeah, man. Like we talked about how this, this, you know, these two guys when they were played together last season, Luca and Kyrie, the the offensive numbers were incredible. But it's like, oh man, you know, they had some injuries. Obviously, now they're gonna have the summer get get right, have a you know mm-hmm, training camp mm-hmm, preseason mm-hmm. to get to know each other better. And uh, you're already dealing with the injuries. And this is the thing about Kyrie is like, obviously Kyrie has missed work for waves hands wildly, right? <laughs> but he's also missed time just for injury. Like he's starting yeah. to get up there in age. Not to say that he's like actually old, but in you know basketball age, he's getting a little bit up there. And then also he's had some nagging injuries. It's not great to hear that there's already kind of starting up early. And look, man, you have, you have a, a lot of depth when it comes to guards. But you don't have Kyrie depth. Like that part of the appeal of having Kyrie is that what he is capable of doing um, offensively, not just from a scoring perspective, but also like distributing the ball and changing the pace, like getting them moving, getting transition buckets, which is something that they haven't done all that great. Not saying that he's going to miss an extended amount of time, but that starts to be a concern in a way that I don't know. I hadn't hadn't fully fleshed out before. Yeah, I mean, I think it's of of slight concern right now. Um, but at the same time, this team opens up the regular season two weeks from from Wednesday. So, and they won't play another preseason game until October twentieth, when they finally come home to play their first preseason game at home um, when they take on the Detroit Pistons. So, it'll be a while before they see actual game action again. Um, so Kyrie Irving not playing tomorrow. Why you would love to see him and Ky- and Luca play together? Look, take all the precaution that you need. At sure. This, at this point, right now, and uh, we'll see them when they get <laughs> 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 from the, really from the two on four. Can a brother get a wing? Mavs. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing this team on the. They floor. got you. They got a Josh Green for you. How's that sound? Yep, that's about what they got right now. Yeah, uh, uh, light, uh, a very, very, uh, very light. Um, Omax, Olivier Maxence Prosper, or Maxence, as uh, Mark Followell has been saying. Maxence. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get like Mark Followell where he has like the full French pronunciation in there. Well, that's the end of that in Monday Night Football. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a moment as uh, the Raiders are gonna get the win. In Las Vegas on this Monday night. As we continue your headlines here on this Monday Monday night, uh, speaking of football, uh, bad news when it comes to Leighton Van Der Esch. Leighton Van Der Esch could miss four to six weeks with a neck strain suffered in the loss last night. 
to the San Francisco 49ers, which means he's likely headed to injured reserve, Coach Mike McCarthy said today, uh, meaning that he would be out the next four games. After next week's game against the Chargers, the Cowboys have their bye, which could put Van Der Esch's return at November 19th uh, at the Carolina Panthers or as late as November 30th against the Fighting Geno Smiths of Seattle. So bad news for a team that's already – uh, short on linebacker play as it is, Leighton Vanderesh. And here's a, the bigger concern with that is. Yes. Um, And, you know, it's been mentioned a little bit. I saw Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star Telegram, you know, mention this a little bit. Uh, this could be possibly, again, I stress the word possibly, uh, career-threatening uh, for him. So... This is something to monitor yeah. uh, for not just the regular the rest of the regular season, but really, you know, potential for Leighton Van Der Esch moving forward as a player in this league because he's had a history, a storied history, unfortunately, of uh, neck injuries yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the short term, this leaves you with um, Damone Clark and Marquise Bell, who's been playing linebacker as well. Um, and then also you have Malik Jefferson on the practice squad, who you brought back after some time in training camp. Ooh, you're kind of light there, which makes me wonder if they're going to, you know, look to maybe trade. I don't, I don't ma- imagine that you know raiding a practice squad is going to help you in a big way. But maybe you, maybe you make a trade for a linebacker, or maybe you do try and raid the practice squad and see if you can add add depth. But that's that's tough because you kind of need the top end talent, you know. Well, the Cowboys, of course, had elevated already um, Malik Jefferson from the practice squad, and last week they had signed uh, Mikel Jones to the practice squad, um, both mostly in special teams roles for them. So, yeah, they'll need to find a veteran linebacker to be a part in this of this linebacker group because right now it is it is thin. There's only so much versatility that can be utilized between Marquise Bell and some of the other guys on right. this team that you've got to find. Uh, a traditional linebacker for this defense. But does does the idea of the possibility, right? Like the idea of the possibility of this being a career-threatening injury for Leighton Van Der Esch, speak again to that idea of a window for the Cowboys where I know Leighton Van Der Esch isn't like the most important player in your the way that you do this, but when you have another one of those players that's possibly that could possibly be kind of filtering out if this injury does go in the the maybe worst possible scenario. Does that also make you think in those ways, or is that just a bridge too far? I think that might be a bridge too far, okay. just for, for me. Because you got moment. you got you got Demarvion Overshone for next year, which again you hope that he comes back and is able to play, you know, at the level that he was starting to show in preseason. But you just never know with the the torn ACLs and how much longer it will take. Yeah, you know, it usually takes a year for a guy to get himself back to where he was pre torn ACL. We saw that with Michael Gallup and how that turned out. Now it could be different for different guys based on you know, how their body is able to to heal. And Overshone's a little bit younger, but, you know, we'll see when it comes to to that. Uh, speaking of uh, football, Oklahoma and Texas had one hell of a football game at the Cotton Bowl this weekend. Um, but they had a big loss did Oklahoma. Their wide receiver, uh, Andrew Anthony, is done for the season. Uh, he, of course, led the team in receiving yards for them this year, but he's got a knee injury that's going to require surgery, Brent Venables told. Uh, reporters tonight so unfortunately they are down now their best receiver of course the transfer from Michigan suffered the injury in the fourth quarter of that game against Texas he had had five receptions for 42 yards in the game 
uh, and 27 catches for 429 yards and a touchdown on the season. So big blow for them. Um, More targets for Drake Stoops. No, I mean, obviously that's that's a tough loss for Oklahoma. Um, It's I mean, it's tough for the young man as well, but I think I think they'll be able to traverse this pretty well. The Big 12 is in a really weird state this year where it really does feel like this is a two horse race between the University of Texas, University of Oklahoma. I truly believe those two will come meet meet back up when it comes to Big 12 championship time. Because the teams that you came into the season looking as the next possibilities to try and contend in the Big 12 are TCU by virtue of them being in the national championship last year. I mean, I think that explains itself. If you would like me to explain further, I can, I guess. Mm -mm. And Kansas State just lost to Oklahoma State. So, I mean, look, I can actually pull up the standings. I think West Virginia is currently tied for that next situation there, if that tells you anything about what's happening. Yeah, if everything goes according to plan, Texas and Oklahoma will see each other in Arlington for the Big 12 championship, um, which I would love to see again. I would love to see that game again based on what happened. I well, guess I, I, that I haven't been fair to Kansas, but, I mean, Jalen Daniels seems to continually be injured in a way they're having to go to Jason Bean a ton. And, like, that's not a bad team, but I don't think they, they meet the same caliber as Texas and OU. And Texas already beat Kansas, so they would mm-hmm. need to finish ahead of them to – make the Big 12 championship game. Speaking of the Big 12, uh, you see this from Brett McMurphy today who covers uh, college sports for the uh, uh, the Action Network. I didn't. Um, the Big 12 has resumed talks to add Gonzaga Oh yeah, as an all-sports member as early as next year. Yeah, and this is a conversation I think it was, it might have been Dan Wolken who was tweeting about it. I don't know what value Gonzaga actually adds for the Big 12. Basketball. But this is the problem. Basketball. Big 12 has already been a very powerful basketball brand. Mm-hmm. You I don't want to make it more powerful. I don't know how much Gonzaga <laughs> actually helps you, especially when they're not bringing anything football-wise. Right? Because it's like, it's like we need to solidify our basketball brand. Their basketball brand is solid. Yeah, I think it's more so the holistic thing when it comes to Brett Yormark, um, who has you know kind of detailed the idea of, you know, he wants to be a quote-unquote, you know, national conference when it comes to the the footprint that the Big 12 will have, and you obviously, with the departures of Texas and Oklahoma, lose some of that in a big, big way from a football perspective, um, why not strengthen what is your, your strength right now, especially from a national perspective when you look at basketball, by adding a perennial top 10 team for the better part of, what, 15, 20 years at this point? Yeah, but the Big 12 already because has, like, Five of those. That's what I'm saying. I'm we, just saying there's gonna, they're going to strengthen that even. Yeah, even but I don't, I don't know that you add very much value there, and that's that's the point. Is like doing I think the this, regional footprint, regional footprint. Oh, you don't, you don't what you're really adding by adding uh wash the state of Washington. What you're doing here, like I don't like I don't think that actually adds value. I mean, there was consideration right? like at one the, point to add Oregon at one point. Yeah, and Oregon brings a national yeah. football brand, which yeah. is that's where the money is in all of this. Right. And I look, I'm not trying to devalue what Gonzaga has Gonzaga has basketball wise. It's a huge basketball brand. And for a maybe a conference that does not have a a big basketball presence, maybe you could say that. But this is not like uh, ACC adding Notre Notre Dame as a non football conference like ACC adds Notre Dame as a non football member because they're like, but maybe in the future we can get football. You'd be adding Gonzaga to the likes of Kansas and Houston and Baylor and the, the way that tech has played recently. Right, 
you're adding this to like a really solid basketball brand and just mm-hmm. be like, all right, this is another one. And now you're splitting that revenue amongst them. And it's like that has it has to add value to you. It has to really be worthwhile. And I'm not certain that it does. But, hey, look, I guess the idea is the Big 12, what, 12, 18 months ago, people were like, oh, this thing might be falling apart. And now it's it looks like it's somewhat stable. And maybe you make sure, make you make make damn sure that it does not fall apart in any ways and that it's just as stable as it possibly can be. And it's funny you mentioned that because, of course, Colorado is coming back to the Big 12 in terms of football. Remember I told you about how that thing will start to flip up when Deion started recruiting people? It's starting to happen. Okay. It's starting to happen. Um, I need to find the kid's name, but there was a, a big-time four-star recruit that made his commitment to uh, Colorado today, and I think it's starting to happen. I'll be interested in watching this go. Like, again, it's always been an interesting question to see how how much you can do through the portal. And, of course, you're talking about, like, high school recruiting. Should be interesting because I'm obviously Dion's been talking about how you have to use a lot of the portal and how high school recruits are probably going to be left behind in some ways. Mm-hmm. The idea that he's going and making sure to recruit high school players would indicate maybe that he has a good eye and a good head for what's happening in the college football landscape. Uh, I look at this point, I don't think I know enough to be able to forecast, particularly with the uniqueness of Dion. I'm just really intrigued on how this goes. Uh, four star edge rusher, Amontre Bradford. Uh, committed to Colorado okay. today. I want to see that offensive line, though, because that's that's been the issue. Man, Shakur has been taking knocks. Yeah, Shakur has been getting put on his butt <laughs> a lot so far for Colorado. Um, but if uh, if this thing starts to happen uh, for them, then who knows? Apparently for Bradford, just a quick note on that, it came down for him between Colorado and Texas A&M and his quote today on why he chose Colorado, quote, the atmosphere is different, end quote. Oh, he likes the elevation? Uh, no, that'd be the Wanna vibe. Want to play at Brigham Young? No, that'd be the uh, the vibe. Oh, okay. Quote, Coach Prime is different. He's a great coach, and he's a father-like figure that I never had. He's one of the best ever. Coach Prime is about to do huge things at Colorado, end quote. My man goes 6'5", 230 pounds. Woo! Okay. Uh, that's uh, some of your headlines here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105.3 of the Fan. Coming up next, speaking of college football, man, was it a wild weekend in college football. Georgia looking like Georgia, and Brent Venables, Carter Freeman, has announced themselves on the national stage once again. How? We'll tell you next on 105.3 the Fan. A little college football roundup here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 the Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Ross and Chris holding it down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on this Monday night here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers 105 through the fan after a glorious weekend for the good guys taking a 2-0 series lead in their American League Division Series. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys taking a beatdown at the hands of Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, and the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, the Rangers back on the diamond tomorrow when they take and put Nathan Evaldi on the mound for the good guys to see if they can clinch a trip to the American League Championship Series where the other series between the Astros and the Twins are now tied at one Yes, in that series there. We didn't get a chance to watch that game because we were engulfed in Cowboys. That's right. That's um, right. But, no, I, I'm obviously going to be interested in how that that uh, series goes. And, obviously, 
okay, let me ask you about this because uh, when we were talking to Levi, he mentioned how Ken Rosenthal wrote a piece about the long layoff now that the wild card is a three-game series instead of like just that single game right. wild card. So teams that, you know, obviously gave themselves a bye have had this extended time off. It was like five days. And some folks have been like kind of lamenting the time off and the idea of maybe it's had these teams not as ready to play. Are you are you uh, you know of an opinion where it's like, hey, you want this team to be playing consistently and you know running right into a, a series, or would you be happy if the Rangers sweep and then the Astros take the five and you have a few days to kind of rest? Uh, this rotation needs the rest, um, and it also gives you a chance to line up your rotation the way that you want to stack it going into the American League Championship Series. So I would much rather have the rest and the benefit of being able to, you know, get your rotation and get your bullpen in order as well with that time off. So they're already <laughs> they're already short on pitching as it is. So any benefit that they can get to make that a better situation for them going into the championship series, uh, I think they would take that and I would take that uh, as well. So, yeah, take the rest when you can get it. And then, and they've done a lot of traveling too. Like them playing at Globe Life Field. This is the first time they played at home this entire postseason, and they've been gone for the last what two plus weeks now, almost because they ended their regular season in Seattle before they had to travel, you know, to Tampa and then travel to, you know, Baltimore. So I'm sure this team will welcome the idea of being able to be at home. All right, sure. let's talk a little bit college football. Uh, how about some winners and losers? from week six of the college football week. Um, clear winner, Georgia. It's funny because we talked about this going into the, the weekend about Carson Beck and whether mm-hmm. or not, you know, things were a little suspect at quarterback for them. Uh, yeah, Will Chambers, they answered that in a big way <laughs> on Saturday night as Brock Bowers and Carson Beck ran wild on Kentucky. A lot of busted coverages in that game that a lot of Brock, Brock Bowers have a massive night for them. Yeah, Kentucky, you know, typically makes it a little tough uh, in games. And I think the the lesson learned is that, hey, man, you can kind of muck this up against teams of a certain caliber, not a Georgia caliber team. Like you, like a team with that much talent, you're just going to have to be able to play them. And clearly they could not. All right, did you see this game where a clear loser – was maybe one of the worst managed coaching jobs in college football in recent memory as Miami found a way to grab a defeat from the jaws of victory against Georgia Tech <laughs> in a 30 uh, uh Georgia Tech was coming off of a 38 to 27 loss to Bowling Green and the unranked Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets got a 23-20 road win over number 17 Miami, where instead of kneeling uh, kneeling out the clock on third and 10, Miami opted to hand the football off. The running back fumbled. And then, now, after, after fumbling, it allowed Georgia Tech to get on the ball. They went, <laughs> Haynes King, who is a name you might be familiar with if you have paid attention to Texas A&M Texas recently. Texas A&M's Haynes King? Georgia Tech's Haynes King now. I know, I'm just so saying. So you know he's smart. Yeah, just, um, <laughs> connected on a 30-yard pass and then another, and then 44-yard to a touchdown. Christian Leary put Georgia Tech ahead at the end of the game. So not only did they fumble when they could have knelt the ball out, then it was just like these big chunk passes that got them into the end zone. 
to upset a Miami team who had the game well in hand. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This has happened to Mario Cristobal before, has it not? I thought Chris Vanini had a tweet about this that where he referenced this. Let me see if I can find okay, this one more game. Because that was the part that was starting to floor me about the whole thing. Is that this is not the first time that this has happened to him before? Yeah, I mean, just in a more um in a more like thirty thousand foot view. Yeah. Mario Cristobal is not a good like in game manager. He's he's like program builder recruiter guy. But this this is not hard. Like you're literally It shouldn't be. Uh, you know, seconds away, 30 plus seconds away from winning the game. And all you have to do is to take a knee. Like, that's literally all you had to do. Yeah, so remember when he was at Oregon, and this comes from the San Francisco Gate. I'll read a verbatim. With Oregon leading 31-28 to 28 at home and the ball near midfield, Crystal Ball could have had Justin Herbert kneel to let the clock run down to 16 or fewer seconds before he punted. Instead, he had uh, C.J. Verdell. Run on second and two. The call looked entirely reasonable at the moment, but the redshirt freshman fumbled. Stanford took the possession with 51 seconds left and drove to the tying field goal as time expired, and then the Cardinal won 38-31 to 31 in overtime. So not exactly the same, but one of those instances where just severely poorly mismanaged, which is tough for a Miami team who really, who really put a lot into Mario Cristobal, and he's embarrassing them in front of everybody right now. And they were ranked 17 yes. and lost that game. At home, yeah, I that's that's arguably the worst, one of the worst decisions I've ever seen, and it didn't have to even be that way. Um, <laughs> speaking of decisions, uh, we got a decision to make when it comes to how we feel about this uh, Oklahoma Texas thing, because Oklahoma reintroduced themselves, Jay Z, on the national stage by taking out Texas in a year that it felt like, all right, Sark, th- this is the one, yeah. This is the one you need, you got to get. And you detailed like you felt like Texas needed this game more than Oklahoma. I went the other way, and Oklahoma found a way to get it done in a classic at the Cotton Bowl this past Saturday. Yeah, they, they were tougher in the trenches. In fact, um, Texas had a big play, I believe, to Whittington, if I remember correctly, that, that got stopped at the one. It might have been worthy, you know, WY receivers. Um, <laughs> they got stopped at the one. It's like, all right, it's at the one-yard line, first and ten, or first and goal, rather, from the one-yard line. They'll get this in. Nope. Just stonewall. Yeah. Time after time after time. And that was, I think that was just like an indication of just how solid the trenches are and the defense in particular for this Oklahoma team. Texas had opportunities. Like, and I still don't feel like they're a bad team. This was a very close win in a, in a good Red River rivalry game. Um, but no, I mean, the, the fumble was really tough mm-hmm. uh, for Texas. But, mm-hmm. hey, man, turnovers are going to happen. Can you play through it? And ultimately, Oklahoma did what was necessary to figure this one out. So no, hats off to Brent Venables and the Oklahoma team. I think these teams will match up again in the Big 12 championship game. And, in, I mean, if Texas wants a level of silver lining, I don't think you lost in such a way that puts you out of the running for anything. You go back into the Big 12 Ooh. championship game, you win. I think you have an opportunity to still get into the playoff. I don't know. I mean, look, it was a close loss. Um, and congratulations to Oklahoma because this is a little early for them, but they are firmly in the the top five. In fact, the AP top ten this week, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Oklahoma coming in at five, Penn State at six, Washington and Oregon at seven and eight. Just- well, here's the thing. 
Ohio stay out here looking questionable. Well, questionable. The, the, it comes down to their quarterback with, you know, Kyle McCord. Like, is he going to be the guy for them to be able to put this thing over the top? Because they got enough. That all sounds nice. You know, Michigan is for real. Penn State is pretty good, too. I don't put it past them to drop one of those. Okay, and I'm struggling with Michigan because yes, they've beaten down everything in their path. But let's 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 pump the brakes for a second. Okay, you can pump the brakes. They've beaten Eastern Carolina or East Carolina, excuse me, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, a rebuilding Nebraska team. And Minnesota, who's not very good. Did you see the score on Minnesota? Uh, yeah, it's fifty-two to ten. Like they, they again, they've beat down everything in their path. They've handled business. Now, of course, it's it's been a very advantageous schedule for them. But let me tell you, I I think I already know which way I'm leaning when it comes time to that the big game. Yeah, it's go blue over here, bro. Okay, well they got a tough road game November eleventh. They should roll over Indiana. They're gonna beat the hell out of Michigan State. And do the same against Purdue. Mm -hmm. When they go to Happy Valley on November 11th. Penn State's a tough team. That's the game right there that I think is going to tell me whether or not this Michigan team is for real. And then they finish up against uh, on the road at Maryland. Then they get Ohio State at the big house this year. So they're going to put them in the mud. (laughs) Speaking of in the mud, how about uh, Texas A&M who had an opportunity I was I was giving them all the hype. I was like, look, man, this is the one that they get. You let that con artist convince you that they was going to beat Alabama? 26-20. They were close. They almost did it. You know who's starting to figure it out, though, at Alabama? Who's that? Jalen Milrow. Okay, believe it if you want. You watch the game. You see what Milrow was out there doing? He's starting to figure it out, man. Okay, if you say so. I told you, you better kick Alabama while they're down right now. All right, Dion. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Because let, let that office start to figure it out. And it looks like Jalen Miller is starting to figure it out a little bit at uh, at quarterback for Alabama. So, yeah, well, I don't take – there's nothing I take about Jimbo Fisher seriously at this point. I really don't. Yeah, if it – That's it, just me personally. It really does feel like they're still running Jimbo plays, even though he brought in offensive coordinator Bobby Petrino. Which, that indicated to me, oh, what, what, what am I taking you seriously for? Bobby Petrino? Come on, man. No. Washed. Um, but Alabama, look, they were they coming at number 10 this week in the AP. That's right. So they're still a slot behind Texas. Uh, by the way, seven and eight are Washington and Oregon. Hello. Both of those are fun. Um, but yeah, no, don't worry. George will take care of the Alabama problem you got. Don't worry about that one. Um, yeah, you're right. Speaking of taking care of yeah, top 10 ranked teams, Notre Dame, come on down. That fraudulent program. And I hate it for the brother too, man. And I was telling my wife this the other day. I said, that "Yeah, man but was, there's only so much hate it for the brothers I got in me, man." Well, he got all them kids. He got a fee. He got like a you know a starting okay. team and a half. What are you doing right now? Have you seen his family? There's a lot of them. I understand. Thank you. I want that brother. That man to loves succeed. his wife. It's very evident. Very, very much so. Uh, I want that cat to succeed. But damn it, losing to Louisville. Jeff Brom had that man in hell in the gulag. <laughs> I said, this fraudulent-ass program. Every year, we do this every year with Notre Dame. Notre Dame stay back every single damn year. And what do they do? Fail. And look, every they, year. they went and got Sam Hartman from uh, Wake Forest. And, and Sam- what they look like right now. Right. Exactly. Why are they like this? Because they're Notre Dame. Okay. They're Notre Dame. Hey, and Colorado did a thing that proves that you're a good team in the Pac-12. 
which is struggle in Arizona. I don't know why that works. I don't know why it happens. But they got it done. Struggle in Arizona and then win. But they, they got it done. In, uh, you see 20- that watch that Shadur was showing off at the end? Brother. <laughs> Appar- apparently, you know, the, the crowds have been have been taunting him. Where's your Rolex? So Shador was like, I got it right here. Right here. Don't worry about it. I got it for you. But Arizona Arizona State had them. Uh, they, they, it looked it looked a little tough. But look, the win is the win, and they inch towards bowl eligibility. Well, shout out to them. Uh, unfortunately, my Missouri Tigers they lost this weekend in a hell of a football game. How that text did that text come in from Dave Hellman? Like Hellman and I were texting during the entire game. Like, well, here's the thing we both agreed on: worst officiated game we've ever seen. In our lives. <laughs> there were two <laughs> clapping penalties in the game. Have I'm, you ever, have you ever heard of that penalty before? I'm not gonna say what's on my brain right now. Just of course no. you're not. Relax. The answer is no. Relax. So real quick, the idea is if an offense uses the you know clap to start you know their play. Yes. The defense then cannot do that to try. It's, and, it's like simulating. Yes. The, okay, got you. And the referee. Guess what the referee used the term that he used to call the penalty. Brother. Disconcerting signals mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the term. Very disconcerted. <laughs> it's very disconcerted. Me and Helmet like this game is ridiculous. Worst officiated game. By the way, Jalen Daniels, fantastic. He's very good at football. He was so good. Imagine if they could play a lick of defense. A lick of defense. LSU is so funny. Robert Griffin was like, "Hey, I don't know about this whole LSU thing because they got two losses, but Jalen Daniels should be uh, in the Heisman Trophy, you know, race. He should be definitely uh, a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate. So, you know, there's that. But yeah, man, uh, good weekend of college football." As always, I got to look ahead to the schedule, see what it's uh, coming up this weekend. We got time. We're coming back on the yeah, show. we'll do that. I think. Later on this week. Look, if the, if the Rangers got to get some work done if you want to hear more get right. That's that's really what it is. Make sure <laughs> make sure y'all win so that the, the, we can get to the people. Oh, that's right. That's what the one I was missing. Oregon, Washington is this weekend in Washington. I will I will be in front of a television. I know. If I say you going to be, be in front Michael Penix will be ready. For that. Wait, hold on. I might need to check the time. I've got a weekend wedding. This weekend. 2.30. Oh, no. I might have to be on the road. Don't worry. It's fine. It'll get, it'll get consumed. Final call next on the Get Right. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Final time here on the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Really appreciate you having joined us during our three hours tonight here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. Reg and I will be off tomorrow night as the Rangers look to clinch mm-hmm. a trip to the American League Championship Series. I mean, look, if we were on tomorrow night, you wouldn't be listening anyways. You'd be paying attention to... The Texas Rangers, and you probably don't. You, I mean, look, you want to hear the Hall of Famer Eric Nadell, you want to hear Matt Hicks, you want to hear Jared Sandler. So we will make way for that very important radio programming, and hopefully, they'll be on to the LCS. Uh, shout out to the G Bag Nation; they will be at Globe Life Field tomorrow for their broadcast, uh, beginning at two p.m. And, of course, that will lead you into Texas Rangers baseball. Mm. Nathan Evaldi takes them out for the good guys as they look to clinch a trip to the American League Championship Series. If they win tomorrow, they will await the winner of the Astros and the Twins Division Series. That series tied at one game apiece. I appreciate Levi Weaver of the Athletic Major League Baseball for joining us via the Boomer Jack's Bar and Grill Hotline. If you missed anything during our three hours tonight, make sure you hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app, or you can go to 105throughthefan.com, hit the Get Right Podcast page, and you can listen to any show, any segment, anytime on demand. So final call on the Get Right before we get out of here on this Monday night. Uh, Shout out to the Atlanta Braves as they get the win in their National League Division Series to even up um, their series. Yeah, one apiece. At one apiece. And look, they they went and got it. They they got themselves in a hole, and they were like, all right, let's do what got us here. Hit this ball really far. Yes, <laughs> a lot. Uh, at one point, they were getting no hit in that game. Zach Wheeler was dealing for the Philadelphia Phillies, but uh, the Atlanta Braves win 5-4. to four. To tie that series at uh, one game apiece, they used um, two runs in the seventh. Actually, they got uh, the first run in the sixth, two runs in the seventh, and two runs in the eighth to get it done. The big blow uh, was Austin Riley in the eighth inning, uh, two-run home run. That gave them the lead for good. So the Braves win that game. Braves won 150. 104 games this season. Good yeah, gracious. I look. I was always one in the series, and look, this opportunity to get more of Phillies Braves. I feel like I'd have I'd have been kind of sick seeing a team that had played so well in the Braves go out sad like that. And obviously, like a two old lead or an O two in that instance, in in the um, from the perspective of the Braves, is not something that is entirely insurmountable, and it's not something that would be a death knell to their season. 
but it really would stink. I was reading a piece in the in the Ringer about just the the entire monumental nature of this season from the plate for the for the Braves, and it really would stink to have a season of that caliber completely washed out as soon as they hit the postseason. Best team in baseball uh, this season have been the Atlanta Braves, um, and one of the best hitting teams. What was the, the talking about since? The, the the murderers row Yankees yeah, it's in 27 historic offense um the likes that we have not seen since the 1920s uh led major league baseball with uh, 300 or tied for the major league lead with 307 home runs as a team this year just incredible incredible play for them uh speaking of the NL division series the Arizona Diamondbacks right now are up 4 to 2 in their division series uh game number 2 as they're looking to take a two-game sudden lead over the Dodgers yeah. uh, going into the bottom of the eighth, Diamondbacks up 4-2 to two there. So. And the Diamondbacks got out of uh, a little bit of a jam there. When they were still up 4-1, the Dodgers loaded them up and were only able to get one across in that in that moment. So that thing could have really flipped up. But, yeah, no, this they have an opportunity to have a commanding 2-0 lead in this in that NLDS. Right? Now, is that the right is that the right descriptor? Commanding? Yeah, because yeah, they whooped the Dodgers in game one. Uh, 11 to 2, and they're looking to back that up with a, a win tonight. That would be really disappointing, though, if the Dodgers are not able to get to the National League Championship Series after winning 100 games this season with, again, one of the best offenses in all of baseball with Freddie Freeman uh, and Mookie Betts and company there. That would be extremely disappointing for Dave Roberts and his ball club uh, if they are not able to get to the National League championship series there so uh good baseball on tap again rangers take the diamond tomorrow nathan evaldi will be the guy on the bump for the good guys to try and send them to the national league championship series uh, as we continue the final call here on the get right shout out to the uh green bay packers or actually the raiders my bad raiders win 17 13 on monday Night i thought you were gonna say shout out to the green bay packers for throwing an interception to Get rid of their chances to win that game late. <laughs> Jordan Love threw a, a pick to end that game as uh, the Raiders escape with a win there. Have you decided how you feel about Jordan Love? I'm not sold on him yet. Okay. He's got, what, six interceptions in his last three games, so turn the ball over a little too much for my liking at this point, but still time for him to get it figured out. You know what's funny? We talked a lot about how the AFC was going to be like the place where all the good teams were. Mm-hmm. The NFC is going to be so-so. Looking at it right now, do you still feel the same way about that? Uh, it's been a little disappointing so far in the AFC. Um, but I think for Kansas City, Buffalo, who lost to Jacksonville this weekend, Miami. Um, and then who after those three do you still feel good about? I'm not too great on Baltimore after they gave it away to Pittsburgh. Which is crazy because in that game, Baltimore, if you watched the game, Baltimore was so, so clearly better than the Steelers. Yeah. They just dropped the ball like seven or eight times. Three of those felt like surefire touchdowns. Maybe Cincinnati's starting to figure it out. Okay. After what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase did this weekend. Man, the Colts lost Anthony Richardson. For a period of time. And that's wild because they just got Jonathan Taylor back. But Zach Moss was incredible for them. Uh, Gardner Minshew. That's the funny thing with the Colts is like they they get him back. They spend a whole bunch of money um, to make sure that he has an extension. 
Zach Moss has been good he in has. that starting role. Yeah. And, like, I imagine that the running backs uh, don't matter crowd are looking at that, and they're just, like, losing That's why you don't pay Jonathan Taylor like, right look, there. Look, you just you had another <laughs> dude doing the job. Why did you do that? By the way, speaking of the NFL, the NBC telecast numbers from last night's game have been revealed. Mm-hmm. NBC's telecast of the San Francisco 49ers lopsided beatdown of the Dallas Cowboys averaged – 26.1 million viewers on Sunday Night Football. In the first quarter? <laughs> uh, that's up 54% from last year's comparable Week 5 game. NBC has televised the three most-watched NFL games this year. Viewership is up 14% season to date for NBC's Sunday Night Football. I thought that game was going to do 30 million. I really did. I mean, Cowboys didn't help them out. I guess so. If that game's competitive down the wire, right? You start. I, I, I at least subscribe to the idea of I'm like maybe Twitter isn't the best gauge, but like for me, it's like oh man, people are starting to say hey, something's happening. You feel that buzz, and then you're like, let me go tune in. Mm-hmm. And I, you didn't get anywhere near that from that game because the Cowboys didn't hold up their end of the bargain. No, they did not. Appreciate all of you who joined us tonight on the Get Right Revenge of KG. Appreciate Ross and Chris. Thank you, gentlemen. Chris, you're well on your way, sir. Appreciate you on this uh, this Monday night. And looking forward to working with you more, man, for sure. For my partner, Reginald Atatula, my name is Kevin Gray. This has been the Get Right Revenge of KG on 105. Through the fan. I'm going to say it right now. Uh-oh. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Oh, okay. KG, put in the call for the Rangers to take down the Orioles. We'll talk to you Wednesday. All right. Y'all be easy. Peace. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 